Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. I'm your host, Daniel Nelson, and today we are going to be continuing our mini-series looking at Hebrews 9, 15-22, titled Peace in the Son of Man. So just to kind of give you some recap, because it's been a while, so we took a break, Christmas break, and then we posted a super classic, classic episode with the great... Dr. Tom Schreiner, which I'm actually taking a class of his, so I'm really excited about that. But anyways, we are continuing a, so this is actually, like I said before, it was a lesson I gave in Sunday school, but obviously this podcast is a lot shorter than a Sunday school lesson, so I'm breaking it up into three pieces. And I'm reading to you from Hebrews 9, 15-22, I'll be reading to you from the ESV. passage reads, therefore he is the mediator of a new covenant so that those who are called may receive the promised eternal inheritance. Since a death has occurred, that redeems them from the transgressions committed under the first covenant. For where a will is involved, the death of the one who made it must be established. For a will takes effect only at death, since it is not in force as long as the one who made it is alive. Therefore, not even the first covenant was inaugurated without blood. For when every commandment of the law had been declared by Moses to all the people, he took the blood of calves and goats, with water and scarlet wool and hyssop, and sprinkled both the book itself and all the people, saying, This is the blood of the covenant that God commanded for you. And in the same way, he sprinkled with the blood both the tent and all the vessels used in worship. Indeed, under the law, almost everything is purified with blood, and without the shedding of blood, There is no forgiveness of sins. So, last time we talked about strife apart from the Son. Understanding the strife. Understanding our sin condition. Why we need Jesus to come. Now, we're going to look at two things. Today, we're going to look at Jesus gives us legal peace with God. And then we're going to look at next time... Jesus, in his humanity, gives our hearts peace with God. So I first want us to look at this legal peace, and that's a little bit of a funny term that I use, legal peace. We need to understand, first and foremost, God is completely just. And I know you're like, duh, but we really have to be conscious of our belief in this because it's very easy to equate God is just to God has my morality. You see how, like, it can be very similar, but if you say, I am just and God is just, then, you know, you might, you're going to run into some problems. Because God most certainly will punish the sins you deem wrong. You know, you hopefully view murder as wrong. God is going to punish the murderers. And you probably view stealing as wrong. God is going to punish the thieves. But even then, there starts to be a little bit of some question, like, is fudging the numbers on your tax returns, is that stealing? You know, uh, you know, I'm going to say it's not, you know, so God doesn't need to punish that. And you see where those compromises get in? And so everyone, of course, is going to say, you know, God is just. But they are not actually having a real justice. 
But the Bible says God is completely just and he cannot overlook sin. I love Lecrae. He's one of my favorite artists. He explores this topic in a song where he points out that everyone wants God to overlook some sins, but not other sins. You know, he goes on and says, do we want God to only punish sins at the murder level? And now I'm, I'm just be clear. I'm not trying to quote him directly because if I quote him directly, then you're going to be like, oh, that was awful listening to Daniel. So then you just want to stop listening to this podcast and listen to the song. So the song's called Truth, by the way. So if you want to listen to it after, do it. It's really good. But he said, like, think, do we really want God to stop sins at the murder level, punish there, or punish at the rape level, or punish at the stealing level, or maybe the lying level, or the thinking level? Where does it stop? If God is just, then he has to punish all of it. You see how we can make these distinctions where we say God can come this far, but, you know, he he really should let those other ones go. God is too holy to be unjust and overlook any of our sins because ultimately it's not the action that is the most heinous part of the crime. It is the heart behind it. When you lash out in anger at your family, sure, there's a lot of damage done by that. But what's worse is that you were idolizing yourself. In your heart, you neglected your family. You said what they want, their desires, are not as important as what I'm doing right now. Not as important as my convenience. And ultimately, you're saying what God says. It's not the highest authority in my life. That is why sin is so serious. It's a matter of your heart. And like we said a few weeks ago, the sin debt that we are in is infinite because it is against an infinitely good God. And so there's two ways that sin can be paid for. The first way is that finite people can infinitely pay for it. And what does that look like? That looks like you and sinners spending eternity in hell. That looks like not choosing to accept the forgiveness that Jesus offers us and instead having to pay for those sins yourself forever and ever apart from Christ. Now, there is another way. Thanks be to God. We see in this passage that Jesus is this mediator of a new covenant. We can have hope. Instead of us paying for our sins, Jesus Christ, he was perfect. The son of God, God took on flesh and he died as an infinite being God, infinite being. He died so that our sins could be paid for, not over an eternity, but in one decisive act. Now, Jesus does not have to be, you know, spend eternity in hell. Instead, as the son of God, he is able to die and then raise from the dead as a proof of the payment. It's almost like the greatest receipt, proof of payment. Jesus has defeated death. 
And that is that legal piece that I'm talking about. The resurrection, that's what shows that this mediation that we see, the mediator of a new covenant, this peace that we can have, it's real. It's not artificial. It's not even God overlooking sins. It is God looking sins square in the eye and saying, my son will pay for that. That is justice and that's peace. So what is this legal peace? Just looking at this a little bit more before we go. If we've trusted in Jesus, God no longer looks at us in wrath. The infinite sin debt that rested on us, it now rests on the cross. It is nailed to the cross and we bear it no more. We are completely 100% pure thanks to the incarnation of Jesus. Does that mean that we never sin now? No, we will still fall. But thanks be to God, our forgiveness is secured. So that when we sin, we ask God for forgiveness and we keep going. He gives us the strength to fight sin. We are not enslaved to sin anymore. Jesus, being God, he can take away infinite sins. And Jesus, being man, can shed his blood to take away those sins. The incarnation, God becoming man, is how God does both those things. Takes away infinite sins and dies. Jesus, the Son of God, died and rose again to give us His righteousness. My friends, that is the legal peace we have. And I would encourage you, if you're listening to this podcast and you've never put your faith in Jesus Christ, if your life has not been changed by Him, I would encourage you, put your faith in Him today. Believe in Him and repent Turn away from your sins of living for yourself and not living for the God who created you and believe in him. Follow him and trust that he paid for your sins and you can have eternal life. And if you already believe in him, I encourage you, preach this to yourself every day. Don't let this be something that you hear once a week and then forget about No, this changes from the moment you wake up to the moment you go to bed. This needs to change your life every day, knowing that you have been forgiven. Now live for Him. Thanks for listening to Adopted Believers. If you haven't already, I would encourage you to go to our website, AdoptedBelievers.com. You can find podcasts, articles, other cool resources. And if you have any questions, comments, or concerns, please email them to me at Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. That's Daniel at AdoptedBelievers.com. Without further ado, I'm going to see you all next time.